Welcome to a time of worship and prayer to connect with our Creator, heart, soul, and mind. In Matthew 22, the Sadducees ask Jesus what the greatest commandment is. His answer is twofold. He replies, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, and with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the great and first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So friends, this time is set aside for us to worship and pray not only with our minds, but with our hearts and souls, so that we can be transformed from the inside out and love our neighbors as ourselves. My hope with these weekly meditations is to give us space to reflect on what we have heard in the sermon. How do we take what we heard on Sunday and know in our heads to be true, but let it transform our hearts into the likeness of Christ? So wherever you are, I want you to take a deep breath in through the nose and let it out through your mouth. Oftentimes when we first step into a space like this, we are distracted. So my invitation to you now is just to give yourself permission to be all here. Give yourself permission to set aside anything that you're doing Set aside any thoughts that you may be having and just focus these next few moments on connecting your heart and your soul with the words of God. Genesis 2-7 says, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. So as you begin to notice your breath, I just want you to take a moment to give thanks to the one who gave you that breath and to know that if he feels distant, he's as close to you as your next breath. This practice is one of curiosity, so I want you to begin to ask yourself, what is my breath like? As you notice your breath, is it high up in your chest? Or as you inhale, can you begin to slow your breath down and let it come all the way down to your belly? As you inhale, can you feel your belly expand? Let your ribs expand. And then as you exhale, let your exhale be just a little longer and a little slower. So continue breathing in through your nose and out through your nose. And just let the breath of life wash over you. If you're seated in a chair, I invite you to plant your feet firmly on the ground and sit up nice and tall. Think about the crown of your head reaching up towards the ceiling and your tailbone reaching down towards the earth, long spine. Or maybe you're walking as you're listening to this. If so, just begin to notice your feet on the ground. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I just invite you to relax your shoulders, relax your jaw, and continue to breathe deeply the breath of life. In order to connect our minds to our hearts and our souls, we're going to use the practice of breath prayer. This practice of breath prayer is the intentional linking of our breath with a word or a short phrase. 
Breathing is something that comes naturally. It's automatic, continuous, and involuntary. And when we let our inhales and our exhales represent an intentionally chosen prayer, we begin to live out Paul's instructions in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray without ceasing. So in the quiet of your heart, on your next inhale, whisper, The Lord is on my side. And as you exhale, my help is from Him alone. Inhale, the Lord is on my side. And exhale, my help is from Him alone. Take a moment to just breathe and pray it out with your own rhythm of breath, letting these words soak in with your breath. This week we studied Psalm 124 in the series Psalm of the Ascent. It reads, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. When their anger was kindled against us, then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us then over us would have gone through the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. This psalm is a psalm to remind the Israelites that God's protection is the only way they've survived distress and oppression so far. Their trials have been abundant, but God is their help. And as Aaron said in implication number one, only the Lord can deliver us. You and I need this reminder as well. As Aaron said, this psalm is saying, If the Lord hadn't been with us in the difficult circumstances, the difficult circumstances would have consumed us. He also went on to say that our motives for God's deliverance matter. Are we looking for God's deliverance so that our life is easy or so that we can give God the glory? So friends, just like the Israelites, my invitation for you this morning is to just meditate on a hardship that either you're going through or maybe one that you've been through recently. As you think about this hardship, just notice, are you trying to muscle your way through it in your own strength? Are you letting the circumstance consume you? Or are you, like the Israelites, able to spend time worshiping your way through it? Can you spend time prayerfully in the presence of the Lord and bring the whole of your human experience to Him and say, Lord, I don't understand what's happening, but what I can do is trust that you are in control, and I will continue to praise you in the midst of the hard circumstance. Friends, I know this isn't easy. I'm a very emotional person, and it's easy for me to let my emotions or circumstances consume me. But luckily, I have found freedom in Christ, and I know that only He can deliver me. So when I start to notice myself getting into spaces where I'm consumed by my emotions or circumstances, 
I know what I need to do is stop and seek the face of the Lord. To just be still in His presence and remind myself that His promises are true. The Lord will deliver me. He is on my side and my help is from Him alone. I can guarantee you that when you take the time to do this, you'll feel a sense of freedom, of deliverance. Your situation may not have changed, but reminding yourself of the promise of the Lord can give you permission to rest and be free. My encouragement in this is to also consider your reactions to hard circumstances as part of your witness to who God is. When we're able to give God the glory, In the midst of hard things, people notice. As they see that you're able to not get consumed by your circumstances and continue to praise and worship your way through them, they will be curious to know who your God is. That is when you can share how He has transformed your heart to rest easy because of your trust in Him. All humans are seeking that freedom, that deliverance that only He can provide. So it's up to us, as God's ambassadors, to represent Him well, especially in the hard times. So friends, when we're walking in hard circumstances, my hope is that we can, with our entire being, say, the Lord is on my side. My help is from Him alone. Father God, we thank you for the times that you've delivered us from hard things. Lord, just like last week, we thank you for loving us enough to not take us out of the hard circumstances, but to walk with us through them so that we can give you the glory on the other side. Father, may our lips forever say, it was the Lord who delivered me. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Oh!